Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate, and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment, as we chat and nourish the mind, body, and soul, so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. Are you ready? I'm so excited. Welcome back to the Overflow podcast. I'm Kimberly Snyder, your host, and I have a guest with me, a new friend, Charlene. She is an amazing woman. She's absolutely stunning. She's from Northern Ontario. She loves to hike. She's the captain of a boat. You navigate people through water, but I think you also navigate people as a coach. I know you're recently coach certified. Um, she's a brilliant leader. She's in human resources. I just think she's one fantastic person. And I would love to have a conversation with you today. Welcome to the overflow. Thank you, Kimberly. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so great. So great. So how has your morning been? What have you been doing this morning? This morning has been good. I got up. I always start each day with a little bit of yoga chatted with some friends early this morning and then I actually got out to a group fitness class for the first time in almost two years so first um, in-person class in a couple years and and it felt amazing it was just a small group of us obviously because of COVID restrictions to to really make it safe but it felt good it was you know online classes are great but nothing like be having real people behind you cheering you on Exactly, exactly. There's been so much about the pandemic and uh, physical distancing and being on screen and not being in person. So it's so good to be in person. I'm so glad you're here. I do think you're really inspiring. So we met yeah, last year, 2021. And uh, one of my favorite things about you was um, when you told the story about taking a friend boating, helping her navigate the water, how to, how to, captain a boat, how to navigate, uh, you know, across the water. And then I think of that as you as a leader too. I don't work specifically with you, but I've heard stories of you leading people. And I think you support them both in their current career and their current uh, troubles and issues, but also in their own kind of like personal and professional growth. How did you like that coaching certification? You know what? I thought that was incredible. It was something where um, I use coaching regularly within my work, being in human resources and working with different leaders. And I found that it just gave me a lot of additional tools to use in my everyday. Part of the interesting 
piece of the coaching program that we went through was we have 60 hours of coaching uh, practice within the course, but you're practicing with the peers within your course. So that also means I received 60 hours of coaching. And that for me was incredible. I definitely had some aha moments in the past year within our group. There were laughs and tears and it was, it was really an exceptional experience to powerful. really discover. Yourself. Yeah. Very powerful. Truly. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about you and your story. All right. So my story, I tried to think of a few things that kind of stood out that have made me who I am today. I think I'll start kind of early in my career. I, I had an opportunity right out of school. I always wanted to travel after university, but I had a great opportunity and I decided to put the traveling on hold. Um, it was in my head that I would work for five years and then take off and travel. So uh, I worked actually in Waterloo in your neck of the woods, Kimberly, mm-hmm. and in, had a great opportunity, loved it. And during that time, I really... Um, I, my, my manager at the time took a couple maternity leaves. And during that time, it was a point where I really struggled, where really tried to balance, uh, what the expectations were of others on me, really trying to understand what they expected versus what expectations I put on myself. And that was a real period of discovery for me. I ended up working with a counselor, um, getting to the point that I was just ready to cry at point. So I worked with a counselor and she really helped me early in my career to figure out what was important, how to balance priorities. And that I think was a real pivoting point in my career uh, as far as how to prioritize myself and, and say no to people or navigate, you know, when do you really need this by and those kinds of things. Um, And then also she worked with me a lot on self-talk because I would beat myself up over, oh, they asked me for that today and I'm not going to be able to get back to them till next week on it. Whereas in my mind, I was, I should get back to them that day. And that was a real growing period for me in my probably mid twenties to start to understand that a lot of those expectations were actually things I was doing to myself and other people did not have those expectations of me and didn't, it didn't need to be there. So during that time, I I honestly had post-it notes at home and, and around my office and just kind of asking myself, like, is this in how much time do you need to spend on this today? How much energy do you want to spend on this? Um, And just asking myself those questions to better understand perspective. And I'm really grateful I had that experience early on. I think it's changed who I am as a leader. And I'm able to balance life a lot better because obviously those qualities that I learned really apply to all areas of life. Learning to say no, learning to set boundaries and learning to be realistic with the expectations you put on yourself. So I was very fortunate to discover that early in my career. (laughs) I would say, I love how you call it balancing priorities because so many people refer to like balancing life, balancing work, balancing life, balancing home, balancing. And I love how you call it balancing priorities. So really what's my priority? Cause there's only like, there's only, there's only one number one and one number two (laughs) and one number three, there's not 17 in the one top priorities. So I love that they, you were saying the counselor and and through your thoughts and reflection that you're thinking about 
balancing priorities. I think that's so key. Like what's really important now. That's cool. And interesting that you use the word navigating, navigating when and who. So um, what's important? When is it really due? Who's really the demand? And, and, and trying to figure out your way and find your way through what's really important. When do they really need it? And also the mindset or the self-talk, which I think all uh, high achievers have that self-talk. Is this enough? Am I going fast enough? Is this perfect? Mm -hmm. And so self-awareness. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of self-awareness is trying to understand what your self-talk patterns are. And for me, like I said, it was those post-it notes that I had a few key ones, phrases that I discovered worked well for me. And it's funny, I hadn't used them in years and I changed organizations just last summer and I was finding I was not coping as well. And through one of the coaching sessions, when I was being coached through the leadership certification process, I realized, you know what, I need to stick a post-it on my laptop again, just to ask myself that question again. And, and it just worked for me. It was something that in my twenties worked well, and I kind of put it out of my mind, but then it's funny how something comes up and you start repeating old patterns. So you've got to sit and think what, what worked in the past when this happened and how did I get through it? So yeah, I, right now I have a post-it on my laptop that's been there for a few months again to uh, help me navigate perspective again. Yeah. Self-awareness is so key, right? And and if we can be more self-aware, both on our positive habits, as well as the things that like take us to other places, if we are, if we can be aware, Hey, that worked for me last time. So you have a Mm -hmm. post-it note on your laptop to remind you, is it a positive? It, it asks me in the grand scheme of your life, how important is this? And that was something for in my early 20s, oh, it, it resonated with me. And yeah, I've had to revisit that. Yeah, in the grand scheme, and that'll help you prioritize, right? Yeah. And I think the big thing too is, um, like I said, as far as my story, something else I learned in my 20s was really understanding the expectations that... I assumed others had on me and trying to be self-aware of what do I really want versus what am I feeling pressured and whether that pressure was real or in my mind, but helping Mm. to figure out what, what matters to me and what's important to me. And I actually had a a moment that still stands out in my mind and in my late twenties, I was, I really wanted to travel. I go back to, you know, I put travel on hold and I really wanted to travel, but I was working for an amazing organization, had a great job, but, you know, people thought I was crazy to think, you know, I want to take off and travel. And I was talking to a friend that knew me from high school and this advice has rung true for me for years is he said, Char, you will, whatever you do, you will find the best in it and, find a way to figure it out he's like just stop spinning your wheels pick a direction and it will work out and at that time I decided to sell my house I gave notice of my job and I took off and traveled I was 28 years old 
and I was intentionally homeless and unemployed. And And that to me, though, was a really interesting moment as well, just as far as my who I am today, realizing that you've got to be true to yourself and don't let those social pressures or other people's opinions or expectations drive where you go and how you make decisions. That, that, that so touches my heart. Like when, when we, when I was going through this and I was thinking about the podcast and designing it and really thinking about, you know, who was listening and what was my mission with the, with the podcast? I really thought about my best girlfriend, uh, Julie always said, Kim, she said, you're, you're always a half glass full type of girl. And then it kind of evolved into, well, is it half glass full or is it overflowing and overflowing, like being awesome, being beautiful, being so smart, like doing, living your best life doesn't necessarily have to fit the social expectations. And this is what I'm finding time and time again, when I work with women or women that I, that I, I meet that come into my life, like your awesomeness living in your overflow is what you define. And so I can yeah. imagine all the expectations, all the things that are running through your head and your heart that no, this is what people think I should do. This is what people say they do. And then there you are putting it aside to say, I'm going to give up this house, give up this good job. And that's what my heart wants to do is travel. And that's you living in your best life. That's you living in your overflow. Like, Yeah. And that's, it's funny too, because so many times you think, you know, you go through university, you start your career, you want to grow your career, you want to be in the city and corporate, you know, just have this large job. And I realized that's, that wasn't what I wanted. So my heart was there. And it's funny how I ended up living in Muskoka because I followed my heart here. I was coming up to visit a friend who moved here. And I remember driving home one day, being on the phone with my dad saying, I don't understand how I've never felt more at home somewhere than I do in Huntsville, yet I've never lived there, but it feels like home to me. So trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I figure out a way to get up to Huntsville and support myself and be where I really feel at peace and and grounded but I made it here (laughs) so beautiful I love that you are following your heart Mm -hmm. and it sounds like along the way people have kind of um, tapped you on the shoulder or you know offered their words of wisdom and essentially they have been saying in the grand scheme of things you know what do you want in the grand scheme of things you will live a best life like you will find your best your favorite your your awesomeness that sounds yeah. like you're totally following your heart. And even when you're not, somebody comes into your life to remind you. It's beautiful. Exactly. And it's, it's something where I did think early in my career, I wanted to be in the city and I wanted to be in Toronto. Or when I thought about traveling, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to Singapore, you know, large cities. And then after the traveling that I did really realized that I feel where my heart is, is when I'm surrounded by nature, I really had to spend some time readjusting my expectations and spending time reflecting that what is really important to me and how can I make this work? And it does come with compromise. So 
those things that I thought I wanted early on, I needed to let go of and realize that wasn't what was going to make me happy. And my version of happy and, and successful doesn't align with what some others do. And it took some time to get my head around that. But once I did, I'm really grateful that I did. So interesting, right? That you are reflecting and you're almost deprogramming. Like, so I've been programmed. I've understood that this is, you know, what expectations are. And so you're actually deprogramming so that you can get beneath the layers to what is true to you. So interesting, right? Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> and so how did you do that? How did you, like, I, I'm, I'm thinking if it was me, I would be journaling, like I would be writing and writing and writing. Is that what you did or? No, I'm a nature person. So maybe you hiked. I'm, yeah, I'm not a writer. I no. really do enjoy being out in nature and mm -hmm. I don't put earbuds in when I go. I just, it's me and my dog and I just think, and it's for me, that's where I do my best thinking. And even on cold days like today, there's days where I'll just sit in the chair in front of my big window and I look out at trees and the sun beats in and I don't need anything on the, in, in the background and right. just to say, and I think that part of what has made me be so comfortable with who I am is taking the time to be alone with my thoughts. Which is so hard. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so, it's so difficult. Yeah. And it took time. It, mm -hmm. You got to remember when I was driving up to Huntsville to visit my friends at pretty much every single weekend, I had a four hour drive each right. to get there. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's true. It's true. We, um, we had a trip to Northern Ontario. We just went to Collingwood and it was me and a girlfriend in a car. Mm -hmm. And while we had a great time at the, um, with, with our girlfriends, when it was just the two of us in the car for the two and a half hour journey to get there, I think that might've been my favorite part. Just the two of us talking, like no, no other distractions, like in the yeah. city, we, we were just driving, enjoying the drive. And we just talked, we talked from A to Z and yeah, there's something therapeutic about no pressure, just reflecting, just enjoying that, the drive and the company. And yeah. Yeah. And it was something too, where, you know, when I decided to finally make the move up here, that advice that my friend gave me years before came into play that, you know what, just take the step. You'll figure it out once you get there, you find positives in things. And fortunately, I am one of those people that naturally finds positives in things and you'll figure it out. And I came here thinking I'd be here for a year and that was 12 years ago. Wow. Was it 12 years ago? Yeah. So I moved here single and I left my career. I was working back in HR after traveling and came up here and worked part-time as a personal trainer at the gym and teaching classes at the gym and figured I'd be here for a year. And just, I just wanted some time off to discover myself and yeah, I've never left. And, and here certainly you are back, settled back in human resources and, and uh, leading teams and 
and loving it. And then I have the balance where, you know, at 4.30, I can be out on the water in the summer on the boat, <laughs> which is great. So I'm going to come see you. I really didn't want, um, I was willing to compromise part of the opportunities that you might have in the city of, as far as a career, to be able to have that balance where I didn't want to have to fight cottage traffic Friday night to scramble to and settle to in my own home. Whereas I can stay here and I can be out on the boat different times in the week or be surrounded in nature and, you know, get out for a walk on lunch and out through the trails and, and love every minute of it. So it really is kind of discovering what's important to you and just embracing that and making it happen. So Mm -hmm. beautiful. I love, I love how at the beginning we talked, we talked about balancing priorities, navigating and the self-talk. And then it evolves as, as we have had this conversation, it evolves the self-talk becomes, goes from negative and becomes more positive. Actually, I do make things positive. Actually, I do find adventure in life. Actually, I'm up for this. I'm strong enough. I can do this. And you know what? If the year didn't, if the didn't, if the year didn't become what you had hoped, then you would have made another decision and you would have still had awesome choices, a sense of adventure, like you would have had great. I would have had an awesome year in Huntsville and then probably went back to the city and continue to build my corporate career. Right. So it's been fortunate. I, I do have, I've had some great opportunities here that I've been able to find and, and I love what I do and love the organization I work with, but, uh, again, I would have adjusted and I was open to go anywhere. So it's not being stuck in one set path either and being willing to pivot as you need to. Yeah. I love how the path and the sense of navigation keeps coming up with you. And I didn't realize this sense of adventure as well. I think it's a real, I would put it out as a challenge to listeners to think about what are, I think it would be two parts. One, what are the things that you do that we do to pause, self-reflect, wonder, am I doing this because others expected of me because that's what um, the pressures are because that's what I assumed filled me up, made me feel good and, you know, um, made me live my best life. And, or is there something else that I'm more determined that would, you know, fill my heart so that I live in overflow and also mm-hmm. this sense of um, sense of adventure. I love that you have this sense of, okay, let's sell the house and let's go, let's go on an adventure. And then you come back. Okay. I'm back. I still want to be in human resources. I want to be in a leadership role. So you're still that, but you have built your own life according to brings you joy. What brings you peace? What makes you happy? Like what makes you live in your overflow is what I would say. Yeah, exactly. And it's still an adventure. You know, you, you talked about, (laughs) the boat and navigating early at the start of this podcast and I laughed because I've I love boating but I finally just got my own this past year and it's funny I didn't even know how to dock one I had driven boats but I never had to dock them (laughs) so it was just an adventure for me but then to actually teach a friend just the waterways around here because it's so so cool Charlene it's so cool it's just a fun experience. It's, um, yeah, it's ongoing learning and growth. And for any of you that have started to learn to dock a boat for the first time, 
I don't know, it was not intuitive for me whatsoever, <laughs> but a fun experience. And it is just something that I, I find being on the water, my happy place. Wow. So be able to get out and do it that way rather than on a kayak and exercising the whole time. It's nice to have the options. I'm getting, I'm going to come see you in Northern Ontario. I am going to come see you probably in the I, summer, not the winter, but fair enough. And it's not appreciate that. <laughs> as we, uh, thank you. Yeah. So anything else, as we come to a close, anything else that you would share when you think about your journey, these post-it notes to remind you to prioritize your self-talk or just navigating your best life. I think you, you live your best life. I, I totally see that. Anything else you would think that would be a piece of advice that if one person heard that she, she might say, you know what, thanks. I, I really needed that today. You know what? It's funny you asked that because you had Jennifer Moss on uh, your podcast recently yeah. and I had listened to a keynote of hers several years ago now, and I took something away from that keynote that I've incorporated that's made a huge difference. And she had talked about the fact that she had a reminder in her phone at three o'clock on Fridays to send a gratitude note for somebody to somebody and throughout the week to start looking for, you know, what could I send a thank you? to somebody about. And I found that process of adopting that was absolutely life-changing for me where I started to look for those positives in other people. And it got to a point where I didn't need the Friday three o'clock reminder because it became such a routine. I I went from doing that to saying, well, why would I wait till Friday do that? I'm going to send that now. And it became such a routine for me. And I found, I really found by going through that process, it changed my experience during my workday and my interactions with people. That's something that I credit Jen for. I definitely incorporated, but it was more so than beautiful. that three o'clock Friday reminder. It really has changed it to recognizing people all throughout the week that when you appreciate something they've done, when you're just sitting and thinking about them to send them that text message to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. How are you doing? Those kinds of things. And, and you communicate those feelings and thoughts, I think goes a long way. It's so interesting how there's one little task. So the one task is put a three o'clock reminder in on Friday, but then Mm -hmm. it starts to unfold. Like it starts to build and build and build. Right. So as it unfolds, now you're looking for it all through the week. Then you really yep. are filling up with gratitude because it's the little things that you're noticing that you're appreciating. And then also I can imagine you're saying, thank you. I see you. I appreciate you to others. And I can imagine they are lighting up, which makes you feel good because I'm saying, especially during the pandemic when it's been so heavy and people have been yeah. tired. And, and so there you are throughout the week that, that, all, all I'm trying to do is get to that three o'clock reminder, but I'm noticing it everywhere. I'm noticing it. It's filling me up. It's making other people feel good. That's cool. And even especially the pandemic, when we're not connecting with our friends and family no. as often as we had in the past to send that quick text. And it's not even something that needs to be responded to, but no. if you're sitting Sincere. thinking about them, let them know you're thinking about them. That's right. Yeah, it definitely was one piece that I took away and action, but it has 
evolved for sure. That's beautiful. Well, and thank you to Jen Moss too. We'll have to, we'll have to send her a note. That's really cool. I always like to ask too, is there anything you're reading or any podcast you're listening to lately that you would recommend? You know what? I, I'm a big fan of Renee's Dare to Lead. She's yes. one I always stay up to date on. And then one that I recent, well, that I started to listen to during COVID is The Moth. And it is a podcast of people just telling stories about their lives. And I find that interesting because it helps to give such different perspectives of how different people live and what's important to people and their different values, people's experience. their yeah, experiences. So I, I found I certainly had more time during COVID. Um, and I thought that, I don't know, it, something drew That's me to great. that one. Okay. Very yeah. cool. What about, I also like to ask if you could go back to your 21 year old self, or if you had a 21 year old young woman in front of you today, what advice would you have for her? I think it would be something along the line of discovering what's important to them and not letting those social pressures or expectations of others Beautiful. drive their. Yeah. I think that would be my number one. Yeah. What's in your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I would say my last question is, it sounds like you're living in your overflow. It totally sounds like you're living your best life and you've got it front and center that you are evaluating, reflecting, enjoying the peace of the moment to think, is this really what I want? Is this important to me in the grand scheme of things? How would you say you're living in your overflow? I think just taking the time to make myself the, a priority just yeah. by doing exactly what you just mentioned. Yeah. Reflecting and being open to trying new things and also being willing to stop doing things that aren't working for me anymore. Amen to that, right? Amen mm -hmm. to that. Because I think so many of us add to our list, add to our list, add to our list, but that's a, that's brilliant how many of us actually say, I need to stop that. It's not, it's not filling me up. It doesn't give me a sense of purpose. It doesn't, you know, make my heart beat. I'm not, that's not important to me anymore. What do I need to stop? Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. Yep. I, I just adore you, Charlene. I think you are a role model. I think you're a great leader. I love how you are open to listening to like the advice and the words and wisdom of your friends and family but even more importantly, you have taken time in your own way to prioritize yourself and really listen to your heart, what, what you want, what makes you happy. And I think more of us should do that to, to pause and reflect and invest in ourselves. And then when we do, we're living our best life. And then I think we can be better people to support others around us who need it when there are life's challenges and obstacles, when when we are at our best, then we can, you know, be the best friend, the best person we can, the best leader for them. So yeah. very inspiring. We got to surround ourselves by, with great people. That's for we sure. We really do. We really do. And You're one of them. That. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for sharing your story. And maybe we'll do a follow-up like in the summer in Muskoka. <laughs> Out on a boat somewhere? I have yes, I have a yes. Boat. <laughs>
Yes, trying to navigate I life. It. I would love it. So great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.